Ready, set, go! Hey guys, welcome to the EV Diaries, the place for EVs in small town America. I am recording from the historic Gatlinburg Inn. And if you've listened to the show, you know it's one of my favorite places on the face of the planet to come and visit and hang out. And we're actually down here on unrelated EV business. Or not, I guess it's not even, it's not EV related business. Anyway, there's a, there's a trade show going on and we're down here to, to look around and see what's going on. But anyway, is GM finally on board with the EV revolution? And I know I'm really hard on GM, and I'm not sure why other than in the past couple of years they have played both sides of the fence and have really been noncommittal, and I sort of get that. I'm sure there's enormous pressure to turn a profit, especially when they make so many models that are poorly designed, well, at least the powertrain. Um, And I'm sure it's not all models, but I know... There are several known issues with my daughter's crews, and they're found on other GM products. And let me say this is not a reflection of the people that work for GM. The design issues aren't because of them. Well, maybe the engineering team, but, you know, most people work for GM. It's not their problem. Take, for example, one of my daughter's issues is that she's got a small oil leak. I will fix that over Christmas break. The original part that I'm going to have to replace had one rubber O-ring, and guess what? The new replacement part has two. Why not start with two, especially once you realize that it's a problem? Why not fix it on the rest of them? I mean, come on. That fraction of a penny that was saved just destroyed your reputation. Well, with me anyway. And I had the head gasket go bad on... Uh, GMC Jimmy on one stone. Again, it was a known issue, but I, I digress. So, is Chevy, oh, I mean, is GM really serious this time about EVs? And let's look at the past. GM was actually playing around with EVs in the 60s and 70s. If you Google the Electro Bear or the Electro Vet, you know, the Electro Bear was in the mid-60s. They were trying to electrify the Corvair, which is an awesome, beautiful car. Uh, really ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Then you take the Electric Vet, the Electro Vet, I guess, which is what became the Chevette, or they were trying to electrify a Chevette. And this was in the 70s. There, and I've seen pictures of concept cars in the this time frame in the 60s and 70s that were just incredibly awesome looking probably not practical for actually production but you know it was cool and the biggest challenge back then is the same challenge we have now it's the battery technology in the range of course range we're starting to get a hand on and battery technology is improving every day but back in the 60s and 70s here's GM playing around with these things and you know making progress, doing research, developing things. Then came the EV1, which you have to admit was a semi-successful experiment, even though they didn't sell very many of them. And out of that, we got the Volt and the Bolt, which are both 
Well, the Volt's gone, but the Bolt is, you know, it's still around. They're still working on it. They're still working it. The point I'm making is that GM has been loosely committed to EVs for a long time. So why have they been so slow to actually get on board? I don't know, but it seems now they're finally on board because let's look at what they're doing. And this has just been in the last couple of weeks. They are going to bring 20 new EV models to the market in the next three years. They're starting to call back workers to work on EVs in their 2.2 billion retooled Detroit Hamtramck, can never say that, Hamtramck, Hamtramck uh, facility. They're outside of Detroit and Ham, Hamtramck. Uh, it's hard to say, and there's a missing eye in there somewhere. The eye is silent, or it doesn't know it, just doesn't appear. Anyway. They shut down this plant in February. Like I said, they spent $2.2 billion retooling it to produce EVs, and now they're starting to call their workers back. They are hiring 1,000 workers in Lordstown, Ohio, where they are building a battery plant to supply these new EVs. Now, recall that just a couple of years ago, they shut down a Lordstown, Ohio plant and sold it to Lordstown Motors, which, by the way, should be delivering trucks, yay, sometime early next year. But anyway, they shut down the cruise plant in Lordstown. Now they're building a battery plant in Lordstown, which is good. They're hiring people, which is good. And apparently, they're going to be investing in Lordstown Motors. That's, you know, that's showing some commitment on their part. I'm, I'm glad to see it. All right, let's also uh, look at uh, California. They are testing autonomous vehicle driving in San Francisco. It's funny because uh, they got rid of the cruise, C-R-U-Z, and is there an E there? There might be an E there. Um, but they now have a organi uh, an organization that they own called Cruise, C-R-U-I-S-E, C-R-U-I-S-E, yes. Um, LLC, and they're working on having, uh, developing autonomous driving for the Bolt. So, here is the thing. They are doing all these stuff. So, can we now say that GM is committed to EVs? It certainly seems that way. Another fun fact, GM is also heavily involved with China's Walling brand, that just launched its new micro EV in March. The Hong Wong Mini EV is priced at $5,500. Yes, I said $5,500 US. It seats four and has a city car range of 75 miles to uh, 106 miles, depending on the battery size but don't expect to see it here. I mean, they do have more um, lax safety standards, uh, crash test rating, all that stuff. It costs money, and it, it adds to the price that we pay in the U.S., but it also adds to the, the safety of the car, so it's really uh, a price worth paying. Anyway, here is GM heavily involved 
proving to the world that you can make a more affordable EV than what we've seen in the U.S. market so far. And GM, yes, GM is involved. Maybe they'll actually be the company that allows EVs to finally be sold to the masses. We will see how all this plays out. And I'm not sure why now. Is it because of Tesla's success? Or are they getting pressure from their shareholders to develop more EVs? Um, you know, it, it takes a while from concept to market. So, you know, maybe they've been at this for a long time. But why, why is it all just coming now? And does it have anything to do with the the political change that we're going to expect? Are they hedging their bets on that, that side of the spectrum? I don't know. But I'm glad to see that they've finally seen the writing on the wall and seem to be committed. So here it is, guys. I guess I'm going to have to start cheering on GM since they finally seem to get their act together. But, you know, like I said, well, we'll see what happens. But I do think it's a definitely an interesting turn of events. Now, guys, I am, in case you hear all the background noise, I'm actually sitting on the balcony of my room at the Gatlinburg Inn. This was the only place I could find to record that, uh, well, this is the only place I could find to record. And uh, there is an echo, and I'm sure you get the background noise because the sky lift is running and there's people on the streets. And um, it's, uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful Saturday in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Another fun fact, we are staying in the Rocky Top Suite at the Gatlinburg Inn. This is the room that the song Rocky Top was written in. Being from Kentucky, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, and if you are a UK fan or a Tennessee fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I hope that you all have a great day and a great weekend. Um, hit that subscribe button. And remember, the EV revolution is here. GM, welcome to the party that you helped start. It's a fun ride. <laughs>